Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Alright guys, we've been doing a series uh, for a while now. I kind of even went into camp and, and, and continuing on called Revivalist. Is it up there? Yes! And tonight, <laughs> and I was like, go! go right and so this is a i am preaching to myself tonight on this one and i want to remind you if i say anything offensive or bitter that you're supposed to translate it as sweet as what david said all right no so but first off guys i love to sleep does anyone else here who like, dude, if hibernation was a choice, I would totally try that out. Like, I would love to have a good deep sleep. I literally thought about that. I'm like, Lord, I would love to sleep for like six months and then not have to sleep for six months, you know, and then just have a good six months of sleep, right? You know, I just love sleeping, right? It's great, right? Um, but basically, the Lord was kind of, oh man, I do, I, I do that thing sometimes. If I, I realize that if I have something like, really urgent in the morning. You know, I'll get up and and I'll do it, right? But I don't trust myself anymore. I've slept through so many alarms. I have to set like five of them, right? Just to make sure I'm getting up, right? My poor roommate, it probably gets so many going off, right? That that I have to, uh, yeah, I've had times where it's like, dude, Taylor. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I get up, right? I do the whole thing, like where you're laying there, you know, and you like get up and you're like sit in bed and then you like lay back down. And then you get back up, you're like, it's real this time. It's real. It is totally not real. And you like lay back down, like this like door hinge. I was picturing this, like I'm coming up. Times where I go, I'm like, this is it. This is it. No, it's not, right? I've even had times where I got up and I literally stood up out of my bed. And then I like made the mistake of looking at my bed and somehow fell back down on it, right? Like, and I don't know why or how, right? But I, I love sleeping and I've been having this thing where it's like so hard sometimes to get up and to get moving. Sometimes I've even had where I got up, took a shower, right? I feel like I'm awake. I feel like I'm good. Sit down with my coffee, put my coffee for a second. And, and, and I made the mistake of sitting down on my bed. And so I started to pray and I was like, you're so beautiful, God. And I just like fell back asleep, right? And so, oh, Oh man, sleep, I would literally, if I had to choose food or sleep, I would choose sleep every single time. Like there's certain people, you have food people and sleep people, right? There's like, these people get real cranky if they don't sleep. These people get real cranky if they don't eat. I can be happy with one meal a day, but if I get less than like eight hours of sleep, I have like a headache all day and I'm like, uh, right? And so, and then it, it, if you struggle with both, maybe maybe you're just a cranky person. We should figure that out. <laughs> you know, we, should, we should figure that out, all right? And so come talk to me, we'll figure it out. Usually it's one or the other. If it's both, uh, I don't know. That was the bitter. Turn it to sweet as an invitation for deeper fellowship, right? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, dude, I love to sleep, right? Um, but nothing is worse. My greatest joy gets taken away from me when I wake up and I realize I overslept. And I go from sheer like joy and oh, yay, to just like panic in like a second. Have you had that? You wake up, you realize you're like, you need to be at work in five minutes. And you're... Uh, how am I going to get to work in five minutes? And somehow you like kind of try to believe it's possible, even though your work is a 40 minute commute, you know? And so, so you're like, you just like throw on clothes, forget the shower, forget the coffee and you just go. One time I actually uh, still was like, I need coffee. So I just uh, real quickly put hot water in a French press and threw some stuff in it. And I went 
I was driving and it was time and I put it in and I'm still kind of waking up as I'm driving, get going, headed to work. And I bump the French press and the whole thing flips over and falls on the floor and just like coffee, right? And I'm like, oh, and I'm driving in the fast lane and I like can't pull over unless I go across like five lanes, right? And I, 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 and I can't touch it and I don't have anything to like, so I just look at it as it's like staining my stuff, right? And I'm like, oh. Right, and so I look over, and I had a gallon, like one of those water bottle gallons you buy for like two bucks. And I know because the chemistry class that that uh, basically water is polar, and it'll pull out uh, the uh, like the stains. That's why they put water in, in stuff, and it helps kind of pull it out. So then I'm like, it'll dilute the stain. So then I'm like, this is so wrong. But I undo the gallon, and as I'm driving, I just turn it. And I just start dumping it out on my seat. And I look over, and someone's driving next to me, staring at me. And they're just watching this dude just pour water all in his car, just on nothing, a gallon of water, right? And I'm just like, this is so messed up. <laughs> Man, oh. And it was all because of my stupid, like, oh, I just, I, I, I'm like, man, that was not worth the five extra minutes of sleeping in or the 20 extra minutes. Like, that permanent stain in my car was just not worth that comfort, right? I'm like, but these sheets are so comfortable. And it's like, that just cost you a big stain in your car. Was it worth it? You know, part of me is like, yeah, dude, every time. No, no, but in reality, when I wake up, I'm like, no, dang it, man. Right. So tonight I want to talk about waking up, waking up and going. You see, when I don't have a vision for my day, when my day is like my day off, it takes me like an hour to wake up, turn on worship music, fall back asleep, turn on worship music. Don't ever have your alarm for me. I can't do worship music. So I'll be like, you're beautiful, and I'll just like go peaceful and fall back. I need something that's like, like, so you wake up like we're gonna die. I gotta go. Like, like I just that's what I need to get up and get going, right? And so basically, like, there's an alarm. Run, you know. And so basically, I want to talk about this kind of in our spiritual lives. This idea of we gotta wake up and we gotta go. If you don't have vision for your spirituality, if you don't have vision for your calling, if you don't have an urgency of I gotta go after this thing. You will just lay around and I will just lay around just like, <laughs> like, I don't need to pursue it. God will bring it when he wants, you know, like, oh, I don't really need to go after it. Right. And a lot of times I see Christians and I've had a big portion of my life where I am comfortable and totally asleep. Right. And then all of a sudden you kind of like wake up, you're like, how much time went by? Right. And you, and then my spiritual walk, I'm like, I've had accelerated moments or two days, crux camp, everything changed, right? And then other times were like months went by and I kind of wake up from this spiritual slumber and I've been like, two months went by? Like, what happened? <laughs> right? And so basically, I really think that we are responsible to get up and go after our calling. Go after God. Go after the things that he has for us. The thing is, as Christians, we don't need more comfort. We have the comforter. Like, we don't need more comfort in our life as Christians. The, the reason he said his name is the comforter is because that, that, that means we're going to be uncomfortable. 
right? Otherwise, he wouldn't have to come as the comforter. If he's like, <laughs> like, he's like, maybe I would like be the uncomforter if, if everything was going to be perfectly comfort. And it's like, no, that's totally not true. It's, it's actually the flipped. Life is uncomfortable and God knew it. So one of his names is the comforter, which tells me I don't need more comforter, comfort in my life. I need more of the comforter, right? And so a lot of times when we're feeling uncomfortable, do we run to the comforter or do we run to our comforts? Do we run to the Holy Spirit or do we run to Netflix and ice cream, right? <laughs> like, like, what do we run to, you know? Do we run, do we run to parties and entertainment and, and drinking or whatever our past is? Or even sometimes, sometimes, this is going to get real, sometimes the comfort is rejection. Sometimes the comfort is depression. Sometimes the comfort is like, oh, Oh, I'm just going to go be lonely again. Yes, like that's what I remember, right? And that's, oh, dang. Or do we run to the comforter and say, it's not true. I need you to affirm me right now. Like, which one do we choose? We need to wake up and go after the comforter, right? In Ephesians 5, verse 14, it says, Therefore, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine upon you and give you life. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. That is the amplified version. Are we living a life that we can say has purpose? Are we living a lifestyle of purpose. That word in Hebrew, awake, it means it actually, when I think of wake up, I think of like, oh, yay. It's like this beautiful, like, what a beautiful Saturday morning and I'm waking up, right? No, 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 that's not what it means. Okay, so it means to rouse oneself, to awaken, it means to stir up. It means to incite, to ex be excited, and it says to be triumphant. That means it's almost like you've been asleep and you wake up and you're like, triumph, I made it. <laughs> New day. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like this idea of I just conquered the sleep and I'm at it again today, right? And he's saying you have to be in this mentality of stirring yourself up. This isn't a passive, I'm just going to wait until I'm not tired anymore and then I'll wake up. This is a very active waking myself up, rousing myself that I am triumphant and so I am going after this thing. Christy and I, we were at this like business thing this morning at like the crack of dawn, man. It was like in Del Mar at seven in the morning. So I had to get up at like 5.30 and I'm like, oh man, you know, right? And it was super awesome. There's this guy named Rex Kane who he said all these quotes that were just like punching me in the face. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. He said, do you lead your life or do you merely lease your life? Because you see, when I leased a car, I had very little motivation to do much with it. It was a lease. I'm going to have to give it up. My only motivation was fear. I was afraid of dinging it and messing it up and now getting docked. But when I bought my car, it's like, I, I want to take care of that. I did my own brakes. Anthony and I tried to do our hoses. <laughs> we tried to do it. We tried to invest money into it because it was mine. I bought it. It's mine, right? And so do you have a lifestyle where you want to go after it? You want to change things. You want to upgrade it. Or do we merely lease our life off? where it's like, I'm really scared of dinging it up and messing it up, so I'm just gonna be safe with it and just do the time with it and like never really take ownership of my own life. 
There's this verse, it sounds a little familiar, in uh, Proverbs 26, verse 13, and then goes to 15. It says, the lazy man won't go out and work. There might be a lion outside, he says. It's like, so a lot of times when, you're, when, when we're really not pursuing what we want to, these fears creep in that are just absurd, right? And the, these fears kind of start to creep in our heart, and it's actually because we're not going after anything. And so there might be a lion outside, he says. He sticks to his bed like a door to his hinges. It was the same exact picture. When he read that, I was so convicted. Oh, man. When I, when I read that, it was totally the picture of like, uh, uh, uh. Like never actually getting up out of bed. I was like, dang, dude. How does he know, right? And it says, he is too tired to even lift his food from his dish to his mouth. It's like when you've been on the couch for so long, you're like, I need to get off this couch, but I'm more tired than when I sat on this couch. You know, (laughs) like I've been sitting so long, I'm exhausted, and all I want to do is sit. Have you ever had that? I call it the jacuzzi effect. You're like, I've been in the jacuzzi so long, I'm going to die in here. But you're like, but I don't have the energy to get out. (laughs) And you just sit there like, what do I do? (laughs) Right? First world problem right now. Right? And this is what he's talking about, right? Are we spiritual lazy? Are we on these spiritual door hinges where we're like, I should pursue my dreams. Ah, yeah, I'd rather have, I would rather have Netflix. Right? Or, oh, I should do something productive and build up my life and learn something. Right? Or like, nah, I'm just going to. I'm just going to live for the weekend in entertainment, right? Or, or, or do we say, oh, oh, yes, I want to do something radical for Jesus. Yes, like the door hinge goes this way. Yes, and they're like, oh, way too scary. I ain't doing that, right? <laughs> do we like push through the door like, da, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, I'm going to go after my calling today. And they're like, Poof, ice cream is way better. I'm just going to go sit down, <laughs> right? And I'm going to watch a movie, right? Like, there's nothing bad about that stuff. I love ice cream in the good Netflix movie, right? But a lot of times is, what are we filling up our space with? If you looked at your time as like a budget, how much are you spending on just entertainment versus pursuing your calling and dreams? If I were to look at my, the, what I think about in my day, is, is the majority of my mind, the space in my mind, being leased out to other things, like other people's thoughts and, and other daydream stuff that's not getting me anywhere and fears and insecurities? Or is the majority of it being rented out and bought by my purpose and my calling? Are we living a purposeful life? Are we treating time itself like the greatest resource God has trusted to us? Or do we just spend it on meaningless things? In other words, we're supposed to wake ourselves up and get going after the things of God. You see, when we were kids, um, uh, it was like that beautiful, like, mom would come in and be like, wake up, sweetie. You know, rub your back. Come here, honey. It's okay. Here, let's get dressed. And you can sit in your car seat and sleep in the car. You know, like super adorable, right? And then by the time you're in high school, it's just like the door opens, light turns on. They're like, get up. And they like, <laughs> right? And then, and then by the time you're out of the house, out of college, it's like, mom ain't there. She ain't going to call you be like, are you getting up? You get, get up. Get up. She's like, dude, if you want to get fired, go for it. <laughs> right? There's a moment when mom is like, I ain't waking you up anymore. You're old enough. Do it. Do it yourself, right? And there's a moment where it's actually like, oh, you know, like, 
you're responsible now. I ain't going to come na, 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 like wake you up anymore, right? And in the same way, sometimes there's these things that as Christians that it's like, it's okay. It is totally okay to be immature in certain things. I think we're all immature in different areas and God's working on that, right? But if I, if I stay the same, have the same immaturity 10 years ago as I do now, that tells me I didn't mature at all as a Christian. What was cute as a baby ain't cute anymore. It's been 10 years, right? And there's moments where God's like, yeah, I used to just like put you to sleep and like, it's okay. You're like a week old Christian, but dude, it's been 10 years. Come on, man. (laughs) Right. There's times when he will actually stir you up and be like, dude, come on, man, stir yourself up. Come on, grow up and let's go after this thing together. Right. And like, uh, oh man, there's times I've had times where people have said to me, dude, I lost my job. And I'm like, oh dude, I'm so sorry, man. You know, cause that's always like a bummer, you know, to like lose your job. What happened? They, uh, I, I've, had, I've actually had this multiple times with people in my life. And, and one, one guy was like, uh, I got fired because I like, I showed up late all the time and I, and I slept in a lot. And I was like, oh, like, like, and he was like, it was like, I'd show up like an hour late. <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right. Uh, and then I'm like, did they tell you? Or yeah, I actually signed a pink slip saying if I didn't change, like, I'd get fired. And then I, part of me is like, well, I take back the I'm sorry part. <laughs> like, like, because like, it wasn't, because like, that ain't an attack of the devil. You're doing real good. You're handling it really well yourself. Like, you don't need an attack right there. You know, like, like there's times where sleeping in, when I was in kindergarten, there was nap time. If you're sleeping at work, they're like, what are you doing? It ain't nap time, bro. You got to get up. Right. And it's sometimes, no, oh man, this, this, oh, I don't know if this is mean or not. This is the part where I just, oh man, it's like, ah, uh, well, mm, well, anyway, I just felt like I'm not going to comfort your like irresponsibility. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and it's like, it's like, dude, you seem to get enough comfort from like your blankets. Like, I don't need to comfort you, man. You know, like, like, sorry, dude. Like you want comfort? Go back to bed. Like, it's not, I'm sorry, dude. Like if that's the reason you can't hold a job, like do whatever it takes, set your alarm clock earlier. Like, like there's a moment I think in Christianity where God wants to wake the church up and say, dude, you are, have a calling. You have, uh, 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 you have all these things inside of you. Jesus himself is inside of you, man. Why do you keep sleeping? You're not a little kid anymore. Get up and do something with the call I have on your life. And it's okay. This is actually kind of funny. I think it's adorable when like uh, people just get saved and they're like still cursing as they're talking about Jesus. Like this one dude's like, dude, I effing love that man. You know, and you're like... <laughs> You're so sweet. Like, yeah, you're adorable. You're like, dude, I, like, I remember this actor got saved. He's like, I'm not going to be one of those mother effing hypocritical Christians. I'm going to be the real effing thing. And you're like, God bless you. Like, that is so adorable. Like, look at, like, because he's like a little kid. He doesn't know. Like, it's okay. And I think God in heaven's like, yeah, you tell him, man, right? But, but 10 years later, walking around church, be like, yeah, I'm the mother heaven real thing. You know, it's like, all right, dude, it's been 10 years. Sanctification, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, there's a point where it's like, what was childish, it's time to kind of like grow out of, you know? Am I hitting anything here? Cool. 
<laughs> Bitter turned to sweet. Remember what David said, right? Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. We have to be responsible with God's call on our life. What are we doing to answer his call? Do we position ourselves in a way to answer the alarm, the urgency, the call of God on our life? Or do we just keep hitting snooze and say, yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day. Do you have a dream to be a worship leader? Then pick up a guitar and learn guitar. You know what I mean? Do you have a dream to write a book? Start blogging or something, you know, like, like there, there's a point where it's like, I got this book inside of me. It's been there for 10 years. And you're like, dude, that's gotta be painful, man. How'd you get the book in there? You know? And you're like, what are you going to do to get it out? You know? And like, there's a moment where the calling of God on your life has to match the maturity to go after it, to wake up and to go. Can God trust us to be awake and go when he calls. Does he have to keep just pounding on the door? Wake up, wake up. You know, there's times when I think that he, he's so generous. Like he's so good. He's so patient, so patient, so generous, right? But there's times when I think people don't step into their calling, not because God hasn't given them opportunity to, but because time and time and time again, they give it up because of either a fear or an insecurity, or maybe I'm too busy, or maybe I'm, I'm, I, I care, I want the things of the world, the comfort of the world right now. There could be a bunch of different reasons, but God, he'll be faithful. He'll keep banging on the door, but we can't blame God for our own stunting ourselves sometimes. You know, we can't be like, why is this happening? Why do I keep losing my job? And God's like, sometimes the consequences of your free will, I will allow them to catch up with you so that it wakes you up. Right? But that was never his heart. It was never his desire. His desire was that we would come immediately that we'd even step outside of the boat and walk on water, overcoming our fears and trusting him even more than we trust like ourselves. So here we go. I want to talk about one thing I think that really either makes you really sleepy or it makes you really focused. Or I'm sorry, makes you wake up and that is focus. There you go. <laughs> so basically, focus. What you focus on, you become more like. What you focus on will either energize you or make you sleepy make you sluggish, make you kind of give up. When you have no vision for your life, you have no purpose or you have no reason to wake up, no urgency, it's really hard to accomplish things for God. Like when you're just like, ah, I guess I'm going to college because I have to or whatever. And I guess I work because I just need money. I don't really know what I'm doing, right? When, when that's your mentality, and you're focusing on the negative things. I'm focused on the fact that I had a setback. I'm focused on the fact that I have no money. I'm focused on the fact that I can't get a job. I'm focusing. When you're focusing over and over and over on these things, it really starts to become true in your life. When you have no, like, no vision, focusing on those things will ruin your life, man. But when you shift it in the exact opposite way, and you change your focus onto the things that energize you, the things of the word, prayer, worship on God, the exact same tool of focus can be the very thing that helps launch you into your calling. When you focus on vision for your life, when you focus on your purpose, when you focus on things that stir you up. I read revival books for fun. 
Like not to study, just because it stirs me up. And I'm like, dude, God, you did that then? Do it now, right? You know, but I watched 20 episodes of The Office. I feel sluggish afterwards, like, oh, what happened, right? Not that, not that there's anything bad with that. Like, sure, like take 30 minutes, watch a show. But what is eating up the majority of my time, right? Like binge watching the show or like doing things that make me come alive inside right? There's nothing wrong with that stuff, right? But it's just focusing on what energizes you will give you life, man. So what is it for you? What is your dream? If you notice, when you dream, it starts to lead you into greatness. When you dream, no, no little kid's like, oh, I just have this dream of just really high cholesterol and getting old and breaking down and dying. Like, like what the heck? Like, what kind of a kid are you? You know, every kid is dreaming of the great things they're going to do. When you dream, when you have vision, it always leads you to greater things, greatness. When you have no vision, it just starts to take you the opposite way. What are you focusing on? I kind of said it earlier, but that same guy, Rex, that, the guy who talked today, he said, everyone else rents more space in your head than your purpose does. Like, what are you letting run through your head? Is it things that build you up and take you closer, wake you up? Or is it things that just kind of like make you want to go back to bed? Are you stirring yourself up? You're a powerful person. It is your job to stir yourself up. I love this too. That same guy, I'm telling you, he was punching me boom, 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 with all his words. He said this. He said, if our memories are bigger than our dreams, then we are living a slow death. <laughs> oh, Rex, there. If your memories are bigger than your dreams, your, li- your actual life, you're living a slow death. Because you're slowly just getting worse and worse and worse. I don't care if I'm 99. My dream should still be bigger than my memories, right? Your dreams of your future should always be bigger than the memories of the past. The idea of the good old days is not biblical. Man, the good old days when I got nap time. Mm. When I got the recess. I remember being so sad from, six, from fifth grade to sixth grade because I lost recess. And I remember being like, man, the good old days, guys. When we had recess, <laughs> right? right? Like the good old days, it's not biblical, I can show you, okay? 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory into another. Another version says we're being transformed into his image with an ever-increasing glory. Glory to greater glory to greater glory to greater glory. The idea of the glory days is ahead of you, not behind you. If your memories are bigger than your dreams, then you're dying, man. You have to focus on things that stir up your dreams. You have to wake up and actually go for it. Every wake up requires a go. If I wake up and I just lay there in bed, eventually I will get bed sores and, or fall asleep, right? People just sit in the hospital, wake up, fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep. It starts to kill you. <laughs> you were always designed to wake up and then go and get up and go. It's not enough to have an encounter. We talked about encounter this weekend, right? Yeah. That you woke up 
this weekend to the Lord. What are you doing to go after it now? Go after the things. Here's a bunch of scriptures to focus on. What you focus on, you become and you go after. So here we go. You're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. That's Matthew 5, 15. This means that if I feel secure and I feel like I'm not good enough, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I am the light of the world, is what God says. Philippians 4.19, it says, and my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. That's a lot of riches because it's just glory. Bills and glory, right? So I, when I'm poor and I'm broken and I have no money and I don't know I'm gonna pay my bills and I'm all this stuff, right? I sit there and rather than be like, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor. I'm just this poor man. I'm just, oh, right? I'm scared, I'm poor, right? No, no, I stand up and say, my God will provide for me because he has more riches than anyone you can imagine. I refuse to believe that I'm poor because I have a wealth in a father greater than anything else. What you focus on, you begin to go after and it begins to actually change you. Isaiah 41.10, it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Don't be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Every time I'm afraid, every time I'm tired, every time I'm exhausted, I only got seven hours of sleep, right? No, no, I actually slept 11 hours. Now I slept so long, I'm more tired <laughs> right? No, no. Those, I'm like, God will give me strength right now. When that final is too big, that project's too big, that, that thing is too big, that job application is too far of a stretch, these are the things you have to call out. Be like, my God is strong. He can do this. 2 Corinthians 9 8, it says, and my God is able to, or no, and God, I threw the my in there just because I tend to do that, just to declare it over my life, right? It says, God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Is your life abounding? If it's not, then it's probably falling asleep. If your life's, if your life's not moving towards abounding, then it's probably moving towards sleeping. <laughs> Are we stirring up? Are we stirring it up? When I was a kid, uh, uh, we, we basically... My parents thought it was really cute. Uh, they, they told me that tater tots were called tailor tots. And somehow I grew up believing that was true my entire life. And they thought it was cute. No one corrected me. Finally, I'm like 17, 18 years old. And I'm like, yo, bro, give me some of them tailor tots <laughs> at lunch, right? And he's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, Those tailor tots. I love them. They're so good. And then, <laughs> you mean the tater tots? We talking about tater tots. <laughs> no, the tailor tots. They're tater tots, right? And they just they just made fun of me. And I had the ability in that moment to either get totally offended, right? And be like, forget you. I'm only hanging out with people called Taylor Tots. How dare you correct me, <laughs> right? Or to actually mature and change and put the childish things behind me and actually begin to walk out. And now it's something I had to change. So when someone corrects you, what if they're actually, it's an ability for you to mature and change into a greater thing that God's calling you. Yeah. But we, a lot of times, be like, nah, I want to keep calling them Taylor Tots. You offended me. I want to stay a baby. Go away, <laughs> right? And it's like, no, no, no. They're calling you out because they're trying to get you to grow, right? First Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke and I thought and I reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. 
got to wake up and we got to go for it. Can I, I'm going to end on this one last story of what something Jesus did, okay? And then we're going to do like, uh, like 10, 15 minutes of some small group questions and trying to get this out. Is that cool? You guys doing okay? You got like five more minutes in you? Is that all right? Okay. My clock says I got like three minutes left, so I'll do that, okay? Here we go. Here we go. So Jesus in Mark chapter 9, verse 20, it says, so they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, there's a, a kid who had a demon inside of him. They brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. What do you mean, if I can? Dang. You think you'd be more sensitive. You think you'd be like, wow, that's horrible. That's tragic. That fire, water, he's trying to kill your son? No, no, he actually doesn't even, what do you mean if I can, <laughs> right? He says, anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my belief. Help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible for a person who believes. So often I find myself trying to ask God, God, would you give me a job if you can? God, would you give me money if you can? God, would you heal society of this horrible issue if you can? God, can you? And he's like, dude, if I can, what are you talking about? So often we have a victim mentality that said, God, if you could just do this, then my life would be different. And God flips it on us. And he actually says, no, 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 no. I can do that. You need to raise your belief and actually step into it and do something different with your life, right? Like, like I'm wondering, does our can match God's belief, right? Or no, no, other way around. Does our belief match God's can, right? Well, I guess the other one works. If we, can we do it if God believes it? Yeah, totally. So they both work, right? But the thing is, right, we ask God to bring his can, like, my belief's up here, God. Could you please just raise your can up to my belief? And he's like, no, 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 no. My can is way up here. You need to raise your belief up to me. Right? Yeah, there you go. So get off or cans and go for it, right? You know, get up and go, right? That's the whole thing, is we need to actually, we need to actually say, yeah, 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 yeah. My God can. I'm gonna choose to believe it, and I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna wake up, and I'm gonna go after it. You were never called to be somebody who walks in a room and is like, whoa, it's really cold in here, and then walk out. Like, I don't like this environment, so I'm gonna leave. You were called to go in a room, assess what's going on, and say, I can be the one to change this. If you're frustrated with something going on in your church or your family or things like that, chances are you're frustrated because you're the one called to do something about it. If you have compassion over something, chances are the reason you have compassion over it is because God's trying to reveal to you you're the one to help bring healing to it. Whereas often we're like, wow, that's so sad, and then we leave. No, you're the one who's meant to get out and do something. Or we're like, dude, this thing is so frustrating. I'm just going to go find a better place with people who, who do it the way I do. And then that never changes. And a lot of times you just meet the same people over and over and over again because God's trying to challenge you to get up and to change it and to do something. You're the light of the world. How can the light shine if you keep leaving out of the darkness, right? Come on. And that's my time. Boom. Lord, I ask, Lord, I ask right now that you would wake us up, 
God, I ask, Lord, right now, we humbly come before you, God, and we say, sometimes we don't even know how to wake up. Like, would you, would you wake us up, God? God, I ask that you would make us people who get up and go after our dreams, go after our calling, go after the things that you have for us, go after the promises, God. Right now, we speak an awakening to dreams and hearts that have broken and fallen away. We speak an awakening to hearts that have given up. We speak awakening, God, to people who have felt hopeless and they kind of just let it slide away. Right now, we say, wake those dreams back up, God. And God, would you put a boldness in their hearts, a courage in their hearts, a strengthening in their hearts, God, to get up and to go after the things that you have for them, knowing that you're a good father running with them the entire way. We love you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.